You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon and welcome to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Tony and I, I'm Cheryl, are two Texas licensed attorneys and we're here every Tuesday from 12 to 1 on IRLoneStar.com and uh, FM 106.1 and 104.5 to answer your legal questions. We talk about legal topics, anything that we're dealing with with our clients or that that we get questions about you can send us your questions at questions at legalconnectionshow.com and you can also watch us live on facebook right now you, i think they have to like us and then we'll come up and you can watch <laughs> us live and you can send us they your questions like that us. way yeah you have to like <laughs> us and they can send us you can send us your questions that way so we last week we were talking about homeowners associations uh-huh. And we just kind of felt like we needed to do a wrap-up on that. Uh, yes. And discuss it some more. And, because well, of- really, also, because after last week, I got um, four or five calls from people that were listening to the show mm-hmm. that had um, questions and, and were experiencing in their own, you know, situations. They they wanted to hire me to help them out. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really a little bit overloaded right now, so I'm going to give them to you. Okay. <laughs> I think you're overloaded too. <laughs> but but anyway, they had a lot of questions that so we want to answer the questions that they had also. But before we get started, I have a couple of questions for you. Okay. Um, one is that, did you know that today is the Memorial of the Guardian Angels Day? No. In the Catholic never, Church. No. no. It's not a feast. But so all of the, um, the dialogue was about Guardian Angels. And so my first question for you is, have you ever had any experience with Guardian Angels personally? Um. Yes, I have. And um, just, uh, I guess, did, did you, was it a life-death experience? Or? No, no. Uh, I just, um, I've had I've had a few instances where um, I felt like I saw my guardian angel and communicated with them. Yeah. Well, all I can tell you is I know I have a guardian angel, and that mm-hmm. person is probably our entity, because I don't think, at least in the Catholic faith, they're not guys or girls. Um, he's working overtime. <laughs> I believe he or she's it's working overtime all the time because I'm just like help me, guardian angel. Okay, my next question is just a, a question that you are going to have the answer to because I was reading um, the readings this morning and um, it was talking about uh, Job mm-hmm. and about how he uh, God just loved him and that he um, the devil and him were talking mm-hmm. and that uh, so the devil decided to test him by basically ruining his life in every way, everything but his life. Right, and so basically after. The devil took out his family and his welfare and all the, all the things that happened to him. They were so bad. Yes. And he was still, you know, uh, supported and, and loved God with all of his might. What happened next? I didn't get to that part. <laughs> so um, after after the devil took, I mean, what's the end of the story? Well, the end of this, well, the middle part of the story is, is that he's got these four friends. Friends, you can't see me unless yeah, you're watching. Yeah, they keep show up. They keep showing up. Uh-huh. YouTube, in quotation marks, he's got these friends. That show up because they didn't get annihilated. Right. Well, and because they hear this story of poor Job, you know, he lost not all that, but he also lost his reputation. And it's shown in the council of his friends. How did he lose his reputation? Council of his friends. Well, because they came and started saying, Job, look, you're not being honest with yourself. You did something wrong. Oh, you did something uh-huh. bad. You're living in a sort dream world. esque you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Or this wouldn't be happening. And uh-huh. Job defended himself and defended himself. And a lot of that... Um, interaction between he and these four friends were uh job saying no you're Uh wrong the way that you think about god and the way that you you look at life with Uh your own eyeballs uh uh, is a tit for tat and that's not what's going on here i'm innocent i don't deserve this Uh god is my judge and yeah so in the The end Uh god shows up in the book Uh of job god Uh shows up and uh he challenges job and uh basically says you know Job, let me ask you some questions since you know everything. You've been talking a long time. <laughs> oh, let me ask you some questions. Devil. And Job, 
uh, said, you know, I repent in dust and ashes. I've spoken and I should have never said a word. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know everything. Yeah. It's all and, you. And so God restored Job, gave him double of everything he had, except oh. for he didn't give him twice as many kids. He gave him the same exact amount of kids that oh. he had. But scripture is interesting. Scripture says specifically that he, I think he had three boys and three girls. Uh-huh. Uh, the three girls were the most beautiful girls. And do you know one of Job's daughters' uh, name translates mascara? Really? Yeah. That's little tidbit of information. Yeah. <laughs> that's not too bad for a cold question, oh, huh, Tony? Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, I knew you'd know the answer because that's your thing and you've written the books on and all that stuff. Yeah. And I just didn't know that. I didn't know what happened to him. Except, so he basically, was everything was going great. And then the devil said, I'm going to test him. And then God said, I'm going to test him. And and basically, when Job came around to saying, I don't know anything, you know everything, and it's all because of you, then God gave him double. So I'm going to say that today. That's I don't happened. know anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he knows wait everything. patiently for right. double. <laughs> right. Well, you know, uh, Tony, you and I were talking last week about um, Homeowners Association yes. after the show. And, you know, I just want to reiterate, I think that that you said it in the show, but I just want to say it more specifically mm-hmm. on the topic of homeowners associations, mm-hmm. that the goal, the primary goal of a homeowners association is to protect the interest yes. of the homes that belong to that association. Yes. Not to think about the development across the street mm-hmm. or the commercial uh, strip mall if or the whatever. Kroger's coming in and giving a lot of money to somebody that's on the board or or maybe the association they're not a part of it. That's right. And they're to ensure that our property values in our uh, neighborhood right. uh, grow, mm-hmm. stay the same, don't lessen. Protect and enhance the property in the neighborhood. Right. And make sure that the community's wishes are met, not the community next door, the development next door, the building next door. Not whatever. to become right. politicians and mm-hmm. intimidated by, you know, uh, whoever down the street, some mm-hmm. home builder or right. whatever, right. but to protect the interest of the homes in their association. Right. And that's usually in the declarations. It's just that it's a little side thing and that and no one goes back to that being the purpose of your homeowners association is a, a community of people that have uh, contracted together so that their homes can be, uh, the, the, their property is enhanced or at least maintained. And and then they go. They've gone crazy though. I mean, with all the legislation, lectures, you know. Yeah, no kidding. All of that and all the dues mad. and all the power and stuff like that. But the example that you gave last week about Tanglewood, mm-hmm. I thought was a really good example. You said that it wasn't a really fancy. Shanty. No, growing up, I remember my friends lived um, on Tanglewood in Tanglewood, mm-hmm. and it was it where I lived was uh, uh, Brayburn Country Club Estates and Charleston Estates. We had. Much nicer houses, in my opinion. We were like the snobby area, right? And then um, the uh, the and the Tanglewood was just another. They were just the people, the people that went to that school, Lee. You know, they just uh, you know. And I think Tanglewood, a lot of it went over to Lamar too. But the people that I when I, when I was in junior high, they that that group, the the people that were zoned kind of close to Lee, also lived in the Tanglewood area. And it wasn't all that. It was just a regular subdivision. It wasn't but anything special. thanks to their homeowners association, mm-hmm. building walls and protecting the value, right. they actually enhanced the value right. and made it a really... When they bonded, and just like they say in the Bible, when um, there were many parts and now we are all one body, when when the group of homeowners bonded and and had strength as one, like we did as a nation, that's why in the Civil War, we, we were successful in becoming the best country in the world because we bonded as one and we were able to use our gifts and share them with each other. So that being said, um, what Tanglewood did was they went in and they were being overtaken by these major thoroughfares, San, uh, San Felipe and Westheimer, all of these, these uh, they were they were expanding the roads. They were doing all the stuff that was basically targeting, invading their little community. And they bonded together and they got it. They put it together. They got deed restrictions. They got walls put up, beautiful walls that bordered right. it. They had they made it so that it, to live here was special, mm-hmm. and um and of course that now as the story goes, you know my friends that live there, uh the, the Osteens lived next door to my one of my best friends for yeah. just not too long ago, mm-hmm. and uh, so we know it, it must have been pretty special, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's where they chose to live right. with all God's graces. So um so anyway yeah now it's wonderful so uh, yeah that's because that of is the, the homeowners mm-hmm. association because and so a lot of it a lot of people want to disband their homeowners association I know. because. They're so frustrated. And a lot mm-hmm. of the people that I spoke with um, that, that even called me this week were trying to see what they could do about 
uh, completely disbanding it. What, what can they do in their bylaws to make it go away? Because they didn't have the, the free use of their land. Right. And they didn't even, it, it was nitpicky stuff. Just mm-hmm. ridiculous little things that, now some of it, some of the people called did have some issues. I mean, they were, they had like dump sites basically on, on they, their property. And everyone could see it. I mean, there is some, they, they do have a plus side for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to be able to control that owner that's got a nuclear waste dump site, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in their backyard and everybody can see it because it's open. You know, it, it borders a, a, a lake or, you know, a park or whatever. Right. But, um, but on the other hand, um, there has to be, it has to always be reasonable. What What is going on needs to comply with the purpose and be reasonable. And that's where these homeowners associations go astray. And you get people that don't want to live. They literally will move from the area because they, they can't deal with it. Exactly. And when you get into these lawsuits, it's, I, I want to call it protracted litigation. The only people that win. The only people that win are the Other attorneys, lawyers, right? Because because um, it, one little lawsuit. Well, whereas you can win, and the attorneys' fees may be gained, may you may prevail on it. They may not. It may be you know there may be nobody prevails on it. But um, ultimately, the stress that everyone goes through while they're going through a lawsuit, whether it's owner to owner or association to owner or whatever it may be, is terrible. Is really breaks apart your community. So you need to try to uh, avoid that when possible. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it goes to. Um, the, I guess, the character and the disposition and the skill set of the the board, which are just a few people. So true. Uh, and, and so that's why we have a lot of problems. Now, again, I know a lot of the people that are on the board in the Tanglewood Association, and they are good, good people. They've got, uh, you know, just a, a million years together, I think, in, in business experience alone, mm-hmm. and always very reasonable in their own companies and all that stuff. And they've, they've volunteered to be on that board, but Man, they've they've got it going on. I mean, their their restrictions are something else. I use them as a model. So, uh, that being said, uh, we're going to go over some things that uh, we're going to identify some of the problems. That's where we left off last show, and then we're going to show how um, you can combat that if what in whatever your situation may be. Okay. Well, we're going to take a break right now, and we will be back. You can uh, voicemail us your questions too at two eight one five two nine five eight six two. And uh, we'll be right back with a legal connection uh, after the break. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Statistics show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. 
Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Tony and I are here today talking again about homeowners associations. And, um, you know, we were just discussing the the value that homeowners associations have if they focus their attention. Yeah. If if they focus their attention on the association that's under their governance. And don't over-govern like a Nazi and don't under-govern like... You know, I guess like Venezuela, I don't know, Venezuela might be, not, I mean, I don't know enough about their government, but. Or think if, you're just a politician now and you if need If you to... over-govern, then you make everyone's life miserable, like yeah. having, um, you know, like your Cinderella, you know, the stepchild and you know, your Cinderella in the Wicked Witch's house or whatever. Yeah. Because, because you don't, people don't buy their property. Uh, they, they are, it's the, you know, they believe that they've got, they're going to get free use. Um, it's never something when you're buying a home, because I've sold, I've sold, I'm a real estate broker, I've sold a lot of homes. Um, people don't think that they're going to be restricted. They're thinking, oh, I love this home. Look how beautiful it is. Right. They're not thinking about, well, I don't have, you know, this isn't, this. I don't have free use of this land. You'll have free use of your land if you go out in the country and there's no utilities and it's not developed and you buy a big chunk and you're on your own mm-hmm. and there's a lot of risk involved for that. Like another friend of mine lives out uh, close to Corpus Christi and um, she was telling me that she was getting ready to buy some land behind her that she had uh, done a contract for deed for uh, a number of years ago. And I was like, oh, that's so great. I'm like, um, I said, you're just moving on up. You know, I knew her in high school. And she said, um, she goes, no, it's really bad because um, they, they the, the surrounding land, which is there's hundreds of acres, uh, was sold to a corporation like DuPont. And she said, now the whole thing's industrial. Oh, she no. said, they're buying the extra land so they can protect their little cubby of land. And she said, it's nothing like we expected. It was devastating. We went out to the country to get away from deed restrictions, to get away from, you know, being, you know, built on top of. And what happened was we had, we were not too far off a main highway, but far enough that they were secluded. But then um, this, I, I don't want to say it's DuPont, but which, well, I forgot what the one it was. Um, so they came in and, the, and it was, now it's industrial. And she said, it's nothing what we had expected. And I was just like, you know, um, I think what they're buying was maybe 30 acres around them, which sounds like so much and it really is but not when you've got you know smokestacks and no. you know industry right so their dream got quashed so there's a good side and a bad side of going out and buying land you take a risk that's right um and so a subdivision gives you that safety mm-hmm. because you know it's gonna be around you but on the other hand if you've uh if you buy into a subdivision you believe or you relied upon uh that developer or the people before you telling you that you know the the state park behind you is going to remain a state park or mm-hmm. the forest behind you will always be a forest and then you, you, you know, you're, it's cut back or you, or, or Kroger comes in or a gas station comes in. Um, you've really, um, like in, uh, you know, in situations where there, as something I've looked into recently was um, whether the county can uh, widen the road and, you know, what, how eminent domain kicks in and, you know, when they can condemn your property and when they can't. There's a lot of that going on in Austin right now for a couple of my clients. And, um, and, and basically the, you do have some way to, prevent your, uh, you know, the, the state from coming in and condemning your property. There's some loopholes in it, but mm-hmm. it's difficult when they want to do it, particularly when the state's involved. Um, when it's uh, not unannexed city land or if it's, uh, you know, if it's already a dedicated road and it's been there for, you know, a number of years, you've got a lot of state laws that protect you because um, the laws are really uh, designed to help the little guy, even though the, when they're written, the legislatures, you know, a lot of them are attorneys. And right. they, they, get it, they get these things passed and they've got like, um, what do they call the uh, the people that come in and they promote their interests? Lobbyists. Lobbyists, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lobbyists come in and do their thing. Mm-hmm. Then you don't know what's going to end up in that legis- that the, what the legislative intent was may not end up what's being in the statute, which is part of what we're going to talk about today because a lot of times those statutes, um, in, in any case, not just real estate or anything like that, uh, the statute may say one thing, but that wasn't the intent and it's ambiguous or there's a problem with the way it's that they didn't consider when they wrote it and it needs to be changed and mm-hmm. that's what that's what lawyers are for mm-hmm. so uh but it just takes time to get it all perfect it and sure does truly the only the the best and only laws that you can really rely upon are those 10 commandments in my opinion right <laughs> but you know we can't those live like clear. that right now uh-huh. <laughs> those are the ones that came from the divine uh-huh. okay so um identifying problems with your homeowner some of the problems that come up 
because some people may not even know what I'm talking about because they have a beautiful homeowners association. Right. They've never had any problems. Um, I've been a member of a board and uh, we never had any problems. Yeah. We just did it. We mm-hmm. were like, let's just look, it was reasonable and we were mm-hmm. volunteers and we didn't want any problems and mm-hmm. uh, everybody kind of cooperated. So I never really ran into this at all. And I guess more so now that I'm an attorney, but anyway, um, as you investigate your homeowners association, it may be helpful to know some common problems that others have encountered with their homeowners associations. And these include assessment abuses. I get calls on that all the time. Assessments increased more than the covenants allow. Right. Assessment collections far exceeding a reasonable need. Yeah. Because maybe somebody on the board or maybe somebody that knows the board decides we want to do something and then you get stuck with this assessment. Right. And it wasn't, maybe the vote wasn't, you know, done properly. Maybe it wasn't voted on at all. It just happened. Right. Uh, those deed restrictions are hard to read a lot of times, particularly when um, they're, uh, there's so many filed because subdivisions are, you know, pretty old and they're renewed and they're renewed improperly mm-hmm. because they really wasn't a an amendment that was properly done. Uh, the, the vote was not done properly or the agreement wasn't done properly. So um, you need to look at that. We need to, if you feel like you've been wronged there, you, you need to look at or have an attorney help you look at your your bylaws um, mm-hmm. and, and your covenants uh, and the history of it all and the use. And so we're going to get into all that. Um, a single assessment increase using several years of accumulated percentage increases. For an example, rules often limit an annual increase to a certain percentage over the prior year. Some homeowners associations claim a right to increase assessments in one year using the unused increases from the prior year. Mm, This method could lead to a single increase exceeding 100%. So they can't. I can't say they can't do that, but more than likely, there's a a lot of statutes out there right now in the Texas Property Code um, that protect homeowners. There may be a statute that makes that provision, if it does exist, void. And Mm -hmm. a lot of them do. Mm -hmm. For example, the solar panels. Mm -hmm. Now you can put solar panels in. That's void if it's in there. You can have your flags in your front yard. Mm -hmm. Um, If it says your home association that you can't have it, void. Um, Because that that doesn't make all of them void. It makes that particular provision, the statute void. Mm -hmm. Some things make all of them void. But this on these particular statutes, it says this provision will be void. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's some other ones that apply, but those are the first ones that came to mind. Rain barrels. We have a rain barrel in our backyard, but we're not permitted from having that. Love my rain barrel. It's got flowers and stuff in it. It's just so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Management company and attorney abuses. An unreasonable number of liens are lawsuits against owners. Uh, for example, a homeowners association may represent the will of the neighborhood. If in the last five years, your homeowners association has filed liens against 20% of your neighbors, there's a problem. Right. I mean, there yeah. that's not the will of the neighborhood if twenty percent right. of the people are getting hit with yeah. you know, because that's that's fundraising. Yeah. Twenty <laughs> percent of the people. Mm. Um, what percent below that might still represent a problem is a matter for you and your neighbors to decide. Not the board. Mm-hmm. You you and your neighbors can go through and get it changed, but it may take a little bit more work because it's, you have to understand how to do it. That protocol is really important. Right. Now, the next uh thing could be squeezing money from homeowners by threats of lawsuits. And attorney's fees. And that could be the person that is, um, that's being, uh, that has an alleged violation, or it could be another person that has an alleged violation and they're threatening the rest of the group, sort of like, like I guess the Nazis would, did, saying, if you don't cooperate, we're going to, you know, blow your country away. And then uh, France and all the smaller countries, or I guess not France, that's a larger country, but uh, some of the smaller countries in Europe, not knowing my World War history as I should. Um, they just they just said they just go ahead entered. and mm-hmm. um go ahead and take you know the city's yours but don't take my my church down and don't take my my home right, and my children France. France and they did that. and they gave up yeah they yeah didn't and even fight. then we had to come in and fight yeah that's the last resort because look what happened so many lives were lost but in in terms of your the quality of your life that can happen too if you get into a situation where there's a dispute but it may be that the dispute is one that needs to be heard. Well, so how does that apply to the homeowners association though? You you're saying that the homeowners the association acted like the Nazis and yeah, because and maybe even not even with a, a bad meaning to do it. Right. But they're just, uh, just like by contacting the homeowners attorney by going to that attorney for every tiny little thing. Oh, I see. Um they're just almost as it's like blackmail. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going through, and they're that that cost gets gets spread out to the homeowners. Right. And now these people that are hadn't expected just they were just living their life. Mm-hmm. Now they're they're caught into this conundrum, and they're they don't know which what's the best thing to do. They're like they're feeling like I'm helpless. Mm-hmm. This is out of control, and the best thing to do is be quiet. 
when that may not be the case, you can get control over this. Right. Because the, it's for the community's best interest, not right. one person the community decides what the best interest is. That may, right. Or maybe a, a few people that are vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like uh, in the Kavanaugh hearings when that one girl came to um, Mr. Flake. Senator Flake, mm-hmm. and it's Senator Congressman. I can't he, remember. He's a senator. senator. That was the Senate. Yeah, committee. Senator. See, yeah, you're doing better than I was. I was working, but uh, Mr. And then Flake, the Flake. She, he said that he was going to confirm Kavanaugh, and then um, he's caught in the in the elevator by a girl saying, "You don't care about me." You know, they and he didn't know anything about her, but she was basically what I understand was she was a lobbyist or somebody that was supporting her position, and it changed his mind. Because she was loud, she was vocal, she was emotional. She caught him at a, a moment where he was up for election, and he didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to look the bad, and it changed the whole environment of what happened. So, no anyway. comment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So the next one is a delegation of power to an attorney or management company to sue owners. That's that management company and the attorney for the association don't. Have, they don't even live there. Yeah, no uh, more than likely they don't live there. I guess there's a board member they do, and but they did. They probably would not want that cost passed on to them. Mm-hmm. It would be a, a bigger savings. Okay, mm-hmm. um, indemnification of the attorneys and the management company so that owners pay for the bad acts of the management company. So why is this a problem? Indemnification of the attorneys and the management company so that the owners pay. In other words, um, I'm going to hire an attorney and a management company, but you're not liable. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lawsuit, and the, the homeowners association loses because they didn't give them good advice, mm-hmm. but the attorney doesn't have any problems. They collected their money. Mm-hmm. The management company doesn't have any problems. They collected their money. Mm-hmm. And even the board members, for the most part, are, are presumed reasonable, mm-hmm. and they're okay, too. Mm-hmm. So what happens to the community? Yeah, they have to pay the cost. Yeah, so you better be really careful about who your attorney is and who your management company is, because uh, this is this is prevalent. That's why, you know, it's this is just an, a law review article, basically. It happens all the time. So don't you need to kind of, as a group, you're, again, you're, we are many parts, but we are all... One body that applies to, you know, God or divine, you know, our divine being. And it also applies to us in many other situations. We can we can transfer that same logic. Absolutely. Well, listen, we're going to take another break right now. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on the legal connection about homeowners associations. Does volunteering at a nonprofit horse sanctuary sound wonderful? Or are you a veteran or a veteran spouse and think trying a peer group session through a local Horses and Heroes equine program might be worth trying? Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary, located in Grand Central Park by appointment only, is home to a growing number of rescued and donated horses. Visit our website at henryshomehorsesanctuary.org or check out our Facebook at Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary for more information. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. 
with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and Internet Radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Uh, Tony, we were talking about homeowners associations and some things to be wary yes, of. it's the laundry list of things that you need to be aware of that you don't know that could happen. So you do want to look before you buy if there's any question about, you know, talk to the neighbors around the house right. you're buying. Mm-hmm. And even if you're in one right now, um, knowledge is power. Just it, by law, by the, I think it's the Texas Property Code um, 209.05, and that it was passed, in, I think, in 2011, but... Uh, they enhanced your ability to get the records to look at them. And there should be no cost. You should just have the app, the opportunity to review them, mm-hmm. not get copies, not bug them, not be out of the way. Mm-hmm. But you want to look to see kind of what's going on. Just take a take a look. I mean, if you don't know what's going on in an older community and you wonder why there's a lot of houses up for sale, it could be that. It might That's not be. Right. Or it could be something else. You want to look. Maybe there's a pipeline or something. You well, know. I think you sort of touched on this, the last point that you were making. And it, I think it's sort of an underlying theme through all of this discussion about knowing your homeowners association and how litigious they uh-huh, are, uh-huh. how they treat the homeowners. Um, you know, in, in America with law, we believe that the legal system says don't sit on your rights. Mm-hmm. If you sit on your rights, you don't get to exercise them. That's exactly right. And uh, don't be afraid. Even though it's comfortable to sit on your rights. It is. Mm-hmm. It's comfortable, but I think that's part of the problem and why some homeowner, homeowners in different neighborhoods get beat up on and bullied but you know you have to pick your battle something might be too small to really argue about right something may be really important right and there's so many different examples like i'm not i can't even give you one right now but uh, i guess the big one would be if you've got somebody that's creating a nuclear waste dump site in the front yard and it's unseemly and you know it's dangerous and you know all those things that's one thing Mm -hmm. Uh, but that you also get the city involved on that because Mm -hmm. you're going to have ordinances and codes and Mm -hmm. no matter where you live even the state's got you know statutes against something like that right so um when you're just talking about, you know, curb appeal and the community kind of being the same, like with Tanglewood, you can, or River Oaks, you can get an association to, to, it, it were enhanced values. Now, I know from reading a lot of cases that involve the River Oaks Property Owner Association, as well as um, West University and like, uh, they get nitpicky about the most ridiculous things, yeah. but they've got so much money that I guess it doesn't matter. They can fight it. But on the upside, when they fight it, they do ultimately set law for the little people to, be able to follow through so it makes it easier for them to to are uh, to make sure you can get through what the community's desires are and it also makes it so that um uh, the community desires as well as the protocol of how to do it and and so a lot of things happen when these you know people that do have the money to fight the little things you got to start somewhere right you know so anyway more problems you need to look for um uh payment of bounties to attorneys to the management company we covered that uh, and an example is creating incentives for attorneys and management companies to create disputes rather than treat the owners as neighbors. Hmm. And this, unfortunately, is prevalent where the attorney is like, well, uh, let's just do this. And they're guiding the board or, you know, uh, the management company one way, all the while knowing that that guidance is just going to keep money coming in their pocket because because now a dispute has arisen between an owner, an association, or an owner to an owner. Mm-hmm. And that money gets... The, the, the attorney's getting money in his pocket because he's keeping the dispute going. Right. That doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. Or this wouldn't be something that's been named in like this, you know, this this publication already. Right. Um, okay. Uh, how much is going to improperly create late payments? Waiting months before cashing a check, not accepting payments, sending a bill to the wrong address. Um, and that doesn't happen very often, but it can. It's some of the ones that are a little bit less, you know, uh, scrupulous. Mm-hmm. Um, foreclosing when the major majority of the property owners disapprove. Um, if somebody's having a bad time because someone died, they're having mm-hmm. a hardship, mm-hmm. um, maybe they don't agree with what's been assessed. Um, if the majority opinion is that this person should be left alone, but the homeowners association has taken over like a bad train out of, you know, running out of control, um, the HOA engages in foreclosures that's not representative of the neighborhood. That's completely wrong. And it happens. That's and a lot terrible. of case law is still happening. Even with the legislative, all the, the statutes that we have in place now, it still goes on. Now, they've got uh, in the Texas Property Code 209 has been, they, they tried to enact uh, some prophylactic measures so that, prophylactic measures so that the homeowners that are in these kind of situations are more protected. But they're still, they still, a lot of people don't know about it and they still go on. And homeowners don't know that they were almost afraid to hire an attorney because it's going to cost them and they may lose. Right. Just like, what, what, let's just, you know, God would have meant to happen. No, God wants you at some point 
to like with Jacob to fight back, you mm-hmm. know, but it, you got to ch- pick and choose your battles too, you know, because your homeowners are going to get sucked into this vortex. Right. Um, for closing against the down on their luck, which I was just talking about. These are times when neighbors should offer help. These are not times when you should add to someone's burdens. Uh, foreclosure for trivial reasons. We've seen foreclosure filings for a dollar debt and all sitting in the driveway to recover attorney's fees only, not even an assessment debt. Uh, two or three foot disagreement about a placement of a lamppost, um, a window unit or air conditioner where other homes had window units and the owner had orders from his doctor that he needed a window unit. Um, these are all real cases that I read. This Good is night. just ridiculousness. Um, another is excessive management fees and attorney's fees. Um, you should be able to put a stop to it. Mm-hmm. And if you see your board running out of control and asking their attorney, you know, if they can, you know, uh, have a cheeseburger for dinner, mm-hmm. you know, anything it may be, mm-hmm. uh, then then you, you might want to look a little bit more closely about that at your next uh, meeting that they have. Now, abuses take the power away from the owners. We know this. Mm-hmm. This is just like in war, right? Right. Um, creating new deed restrictions or similar rules without a vote by the owners or an agreement from the owners it, it, it can be done by the board many times. And it may not be, uh, it may not show what the community wants because they haven't asked anybody. Now, if you've gone out and asked everybody mm-hmm. and you know, no, that's then that's a different one story. Thing, right. Okay, that's the grassroots, you know what they want. It's another thing when there's a sham vote, like when uh, they have, the board has made a change the bylaws improperly to say that. We have a forum when 5% of the people are here. There's right. only five people there that are ever there mm-hmm. because people are lost of fear about going to the meetings. Mm-hmm. And then they're passing these amendments and sticking them in the bylaws mm-hmm. and filing them of record. So it looks like they're real and they're not. Mm-hmm. They are simply not proper. They're not the, they're, they're not properly um, in the, uh, these rules and regulations that they're saying are, are the ones that are be, be enforced right. have simply not properly been passed. Mm-hmm. And so they are not. That's a, that's a defense. That you go, and that's with a, a case that I was reading about in River Oaks, where there was amendments passed, and they're you know ten years ago, and they're relying upon them, and the amendments didn't have the votes. They got some votes, but they didn't get the votes properly, and they didn't get agreements either. You can do it that way. Um, the the board simply went on their own, and they took control. And there was one board member in this particular situation that didn't like this owner for whatever reason, and um. And, and told them they couldn't put, I think we talked about this in the last case a little bit uh, in our last show. That um, ramp? Wouldn't let them put a 15-foot flat, you know, extension to the side of their house so that the mother, you know, so there wasn't ramps, it was flat. Wouldn't mm-hmm. let them go forward with it. I mean, that's just absurd. Yeah. And so the only way they had the top lawyers, the way to argue it was the amendment was improper. And so the amendment doesn't apply. Then there's no restriction violation because mm-hmm. this is not what the community wanted. And that's absurd. Yes. You know, the whole thing was absurd. Um Okay, so uh, a, a very dangerous Texas law allows creation of new deed restrictions, bylaws, and rules without the consent of all the owners, even without any voice at all by the owners. And um, now I don't, uh, I think they've tried to, to protect that law, but it's still got some holes in it, a lot of holes in it. So it's, it's, it has, it's a two, double-edged sword. Uh, the law really doesn't apply, even though it can be used, but you can poke holes in it depending on which side you're on, whether you want the the amendment you don't. So I say the best thing to do is go back to the original intent, the legislative intent, mm-hmm. if you need to go that far with it to determine, and most importantly, what the community wants mm-hmm. in order before you go forward. Um, creating rules to retain, uh, to preserve power of office. I mean, that sounds like kind of the, you oh, know, good night. That sounds like a dictatorship. Uh, yeah, dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Um, executing agreements that bind the owners forever and for many years, um, for an example, a perpetual agreement without majority approval. It's one thing to get a majority approval. It's another mm-hmm. thing when you have a faux majority approval by some board members that say they were for them and mm-hmm. they're moving forward and you're stuck with this stuff. Um, obligating all owners to pay dues to for a swim club when they don't use the swim club. I mean, that kind of thing. Right. Um, demanding, demanding new easement concessions as a condition for any services. Well, that goes right back to mm-hmm. easements yeah. are statutory. You, mm-hmm. you can't. Just, I mean, they have some rights with the easements, but the homeowner association has to be able has to grant it to, um, in many situations, to the county because the county doesn't have it. So, are they're working with the county? So you got to be really careful about it. Your homeowner association has a lot of power with these things. Um, easements can be created by the dedicatory instrument, um, but once it's there, uh, changing that easement, it's not just oh, like you know, they're they're going to come in, they're going to condemn it, they're going to get what they want. No. 
you fight, you bond, you get together, you make some noise. You That's can right. you can stop it. Or if you want the easement, you can get it. Mm-hmm. But you got to have, it's got to be reasonable. You can't be selfish. You need know, all those, the, the law, things that we learn in church. They apply in real life and in business contracts too, because that's really the heart of how you determine things, what's reasonable and what's fair. But the, in what you just read, the Homeowners Association is saying, okay, give us this or we're not going to provide services right. when they're there to do the services. Right, and that's right. what the, the Homeowners Association for. can't do that. That's completely yeah. improper. There's no statute that allows them to do that. It would be void. In right. fact, Texas Property Code 209 has provisions that will void that type of provision. Okay. Uh, in fact, a lot of people don't know this, but if you are behind on your fees, um, or if you, um, let's say, I think it's when you, when you're behind your fees or if you're, uh, not in good standing for one reason or another, mm-hmm. um, you still, the, the, the law is that you can still vote. You still can vote. Uh, a lot of the bylaws and a lot of the covenants and I would say covenants bylaws govern, govern how you're going to do it. This protocol and the bylaws tell you what you can and can't do, but, um, they will have a provision in there saying that. If an owner is behind on their assessments, there's not a good standing, they can't vote. The Texas Property Code and the Statutes of Texas now say that's simply void ab initio. Good. That provision, if you're behind on your fees, because you may have an argument about what the fees are. That's right. You still get to see them vote because the Homeowners Association can make everybody behind yeah. so they can't vote. Yeah. So they can't do that. Uh, unfair tactics to eliminate opposition is a big one. Um, refusing to dis- refusing disclosure of documents, believe it or not. Refl- have all these refusing laws. to disclose documents. Yes. Texas law requires HOAs to comply with the open records request. Determine whether your HOA and its management companies are complying with the law. And, and uh, they uh, are refused co- re- requests or use de- delaying tactics that effectively negate the open records requirement. It doesn't cost that much money for them to open your books. But you're not asking for copies. You can arrange something with them to be mm-hmm. able to see it. Because mm-hmm. if you don't know what they're doing... How do you know right. what the what your rights are? They could be doing everything perfectly fine, mm-hmm. but wouldn't it be good if you were informed? I mean, you live there, you're subject to these rules. A lot of people don't know the law in the state of Texas, but any more than they know their homeowners association laws. These are things that you really should, if you've got just a little time, put some effort forth learning. Um, Absolutely. Well, listen, Tony, we're going to go to a break. This will be our last break. And when we come back, we're going to wrap up our discussion on homeowners association. So we'll be right back after the break. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- Six four seven three seven seven six. Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health by making the connection to agriculture. Learning about how food is grown and produced and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families, Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Culture. Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Tony and I are here talking about homeowners associations. And Tony, you were just telling us about uh, things that we need to be aware of. and Yeah, and what we were talking about on the break a little bit is... Um, uh, I mean, I've been a uh, member of a homeowners association board, and mm-hmm. I never wanted anybody to think poorly of me. Mm-hmm. I just wanted them. I just wanted everyone to like me. It's a volunteer position. I didn't need anything. And um, but so people always go into these positions with really good intentions, and uh, and a lot of times it works out beautifully because they have right. good intentions, and you know it's like a, a well uh, oiled wheel Machine. or you know grease wheel or whatever the terminology is, guy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it, it can run smoothly, but sometimes it can get out of control because it's like uh, a jury. 
if you've got 12 people and they're board members, not that you'd have that big of a board, and you've got a, a very strong-minded people on one side and maybe some people that just don't want to make a fuss because they're trying to be people pleasers for the community and the board that don't go along with it, um, it can get out of hand. And that's why a lot of people, um, uh, they, they don't want to be on the board anymore because they've determined that they don't believe that their neighbors are not complying with the restrictions or they do believe that the bylaws aren't being followed. And they just eventually don't want to be on the board. They don't want to be because right. they're being kind of bullied mm-hmm. like 12 angry men. You know, mm-hmm. when you've seen the movie, there'll be one or two people that really are, if it's our, my way or the highway. And then, but if you, if you work together, if, if you really do things that are just and right, I guess pray about it and are you reasonable and you, and you get the pulse of the community on what it needs to be done, mm-hmm. then, then it will all work out. The, the bottom line is, is what the community desires as long as it's reasonable. Right. And there's some things that, you'll have some people fighting about what's reasonable, but the community desires, even if it wasn't reasonable, would still be, but should be okay. If your community said, I want to put the Eiffel Tower right in the center of our community and if they could afford it and 80% of them want to do it, then your community should have the Eiffel Tower in the middle of their community. That's period. right. That's the way it is. Mm-hmm. That may not be reasonable, but to that community, it was reasonable. So that's it's all right. relative. Mm-hmm. So that's not for the board to decide. Right. You know, they, they're not the Gestapo. They can only let get the, the, the pulse of the community. Now, mm-hmm. um, we just talked about this, denying the right to vote. Texas law currently permits an HOA to um, uh, to deny owners the right to vote. Now, this is old because they cannot deny owners the right to vote. So I'm reading this knowing that this law has changed. Um, it's an, a, a dangerous power. And uh, in 2011, I know that was when the first uh, legislation came in saying that no matter what, you can vote. There's going to be very few things short of being a felon or you know, doing, uh, doing there, there's very few things that are, uh, in fact, I don't think there's anything according to uh, the Texas Property Code um, 209.005, I think it's 5.6, but it's 05, it's, it's within that, that, that genre of the section. Um, uh, it, it's void if it doesn't allow you to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd have to look at it again, so don't hold me to that exactly, but I'm pretty sure that you can vote no matter what. So don't let your homosexual say you can't vote because right. you can. That's the only way you'll be heard. Uh, vendettas and harassment. Harassing phone calls. We have heard from more than one owner who have received harassing phone calls after appearing at a board meeting or voicing a complaint. Oh, um, harassing and violation letters. Often owners who oppose the board or the management company soon find themselves the recipient of numerous violation letters, not just to them, but to the whole community. Because that can get kind of bad, get kind of nasty. Um, mm. So that's that's also a problem you maybe uh, you could experience. So if that does happen, you're not alone. Um, but the people that receive it, I think the homeowners community kind of can see through it for the mm-hmm. most part if that's happening. So, mm-hmm. so all is not lost. You, right. The people are reasonable when they know, when they're informed. That's why you have to inform them. Mm-hmm. Um, some helpful arguments. In developing a persuasive position, um, you must be attentive to the unique facts of your situation. Um, however, the following may be of help to you. Deed restrictions enforcement are often helpful and positive for the neighborhood. So be careful about responding to an argument such as, um, any any argument without investigating the facts and your deed restrictions because you could speak out of turn. You, may, you Information is power. That's why you request the information from your homeowners association. That's why you right. go read it. Don't and be shy. And if you shy. question it, you can ask an attorney. Just You, you can even call our show or whatever, and mm-hmm. we'll, we, can, we can help you interpret it and, uh, you know, or, or Facebook us. Um, the question you want to ask is, is the homeowners association charging more than is reasonably necessary for the services they provide? Yes. They may be. They don't need a surplus. Yeah. They don't need the best, you know, person mowing the lawn out there or whatever. They just may not need that money. You might be able to argue for your community to reduce that fee. Mm-hmm. Are the fees different from section to section? They shouldn't be, mm-hmm. um, unless one section has a benefit over the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we talked about this on one of our shows. If it's commercial versus residential and the commercial doesn't get the benefit of what the residential is getting, and there's no other benefit their fees being higher for commercial, then why should commercial have more if they're not hurting the neighborhood? Mm -hmm. Same kind of thing. Um, Can the Homeless Association meet its expenses without foreclosing? Which is, we just talked about that. Foreclosing should be the very last thing you do. Right. They're not going to get any money out of that house. It's just, it's just heartache for that homeowner. Right. Unless they're intentionally doing something bad, which (laughs) people just don't do that. They'd rather move. Right. Um, I say that. There's probably the exception to the rule that I don't know about. Uh, what percent of owners are not paying their dues? Look at your homeowners association. Just find out what the percentage is. Um, how much cash does cash does the homeowners association have? It will be in the open records. Also, with respect to foreclosure, consider the following arguments: the doctor who saves your life cannot foreclose on your home to obtain a payment. 
Yeah, no kidding. The doctor provides a much more valuable service than an HOA. Mm-hmm. If you run up a 10000 bill at American Express, American Express cannot foreclose on your home to recoup the money. Yeah. How much money does the HOA actually get from a foreclosure? Often the only persons who profit are the attorneys and the purchaser at the, of the home at auction, which may be another homeowner in the association. Right. Or the developer next door. Right. That just wants to get involved to enhance their own property. Uh-huh. Um, the net effect may be detrimental to the homeowners associating at the neighborhood. The home may actually become an eyesore if abandoned. Mm-hmm. Will the taxing authority, MUD, or the school districts foreclose if the homeowners association does not? Will the claims preempt a claim or recovery by the homeowners association? These are questions that you want to ask. Homeowners association often claim that their actions are necessary to maintain property values. Hear this over and over again. To counter these arguments, look at the HOAdata.org. That's one organization online you can look at. Go to Houston Association of Realtors. Mm-hmm. They, have a, they have a whole section on that. They talk about the same things that I was just talking about. Houston Chronicle Business section. Um, talk about homeowners and questions by homeowners in one of their free attorney sections all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, informational sources are the records for your homeowner, court <coughs> records, county records, your neighbors, and internet sources. And most importantly, I think you're the records of your HOA. Find out what's going on out there. Right. Now, what I wanted to address just briefly is, is what you can do. Um, if um, if you get sued by your homeowners association or another owner, and there is a, a case that just came out three weeks ago where a homeowner sued a homeowner. The association didn't want to get involved. A neighbor sued a yeah, neighbor. Yeah, a neighbor sued a neighbor. Okay. And um, the neighbor, the original neighbor that got sued really was not in compliance. But the homeowners association, being a good homeowners association, went to this neighbor and said, we're going to come check it out. We want to see what's going on. And um, let me see the, what the case name is. It just came out of it um oh it's called severs versus mira vista homeowners association and it just this opinion just came out september 6 2018 and um but what happened was um owner one decided they wanted to put a deck on top of their uh, already um uh, their, their property they had a little deck in the back mm-hmm. and they wanted to put a two-story deck and some some um you know lawn chairs and stuff up well mm-hmm. one of the homeowners and rightfully so this would have it affected his view he could see it from over his fence and he was like no you don't have a variance. You can't do it. Well, what happened was um, homeowner one uh, had already got a, 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 they'd already had a variance before. They they grandfathered in, but they, they couldn't now uh, use that same variance to improve upon it. It was just where the one was there. Right. And so the homeless association said, you're in violation. You need to ask for a variance because it's a specific problem to you and this neighbor. Nobody else is affected by it. They looked at it. Um, they find the builder because the builder should have looked at that first. And um, so that the, the owner that was at, in jeopardy didn't have any cost to them. And the homeowner didn't have any, the homeowner association didn't hire an attorney to do any of this. Mm-hmm. They, they they got the money back from the builder with a fine. Um, the homeowners got their variance when they complied with what was asked for by the homeowners association. And, and it should have been done because they got the variance because they complied with what the homeowners variance uh, architectural committee thought was was proper. Now, the architectural committee reports to the board too and many homeowners association so you can appeal if you don't get it, right? Mm-hmm. So you'll have a lot of reasonable minds looking at this. And they're actually going out like they should, even though they're volunteers. They want to keep everybody happy. And plus, they're kind of nosy, I think, too. They mm-hmm. want to go do it. Um, the, first, the second homeowner, though, didn't take that. Yeah. He sued the other owner because he said, no, you weren't in compliance. You should never have done this. And you're taking away my view. And I'm upset by this. And I want it to stop. Well, um, uh, basically, what happened was um, the homeless association, um, the, he sued the owner. And then he sued the homeless association. The owner originally that that had the double decker deck um, ended up uh, winning the case because the homeowners association gave him the variance. Oh, okay. And the other the other owner ended up having to pay all the attorney's fees for the homeowners association and the owner because they didn't prevail because they were being unreasonable. Yeah. And it was it was bad. But basically, if two owners get in a spat and it's just one variance that's needed, then um, more then it's presumpt it's presumed that the homeowners association is reasonable. And they have no fear that they're going to get in a fight with everybody if they just get the variance. Okay, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Serve God by serving others. Yes, and thank we you. will see you next week.